Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. I was going to say something different this time, but what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's Dale Lippin in here with none other than my partner in crime, my co-host, my bro host, uh, the butter on my white toast, Trey Van Buskirk. What's up, dude? Oh, I'm not going any uh, multi-grain today. I'm going full on. Oh, cut water because we got oh, a pay-per-view, Dale. Man, we do have a pay-per-view. We do have a pay-per-view. Uh, I see you got to cut water. I'm not drinking booze tonight. Um I told you beforehand, I've got two things going on right now that are making my booze consumption a little uh, little on the downside. I have a toothache, for starters, and I've got a sore throat, so I'm just not feeling the booze right now. So I actually have a cup of hot tea, which is what I'll be using tonight uh, as my liquid courage. So uh, cheers, to you. cheers to you on the cut water. Dude, have you heard of a hot toddy? I have heard of a hot toddy. And you know what? In hindsight, now that you've mentioned it and the amount of Jameson I have downstairs, I probably should have done that. But yeah, um, you know what? This is a huge show. It's 272. We might be here for a while. I might just hit, you know, uh, I, you know what I'll do? I'll text the wife. I'll say, hey, can you, uh, I'll, I'll send her the recipe, you know, and just say, hey, can you make me one and bring it up? I didn't know mannequins could move like that, but okay. I know you still believe that she doesn't exist. I mean, how how um this is this is her on the on the mug. 
So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm really into the ruse here. You know, I, I got her on the mug. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. It's, it's me, her, and the dog. You know? That's so nice. That's Allegedly, so if that if she was real, if she was real. All right, let's talk. Dude, we had a lot happen. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, hold on a second. We got a drink recommendation. It was spicy Bloody Mary, extra spicy. Clear your right up. Oh, oh. nice. You, do you like nice. Bloody Mary? Savage. Yes, absolutely. Oh, you would too. That is the worst. Yeah. Who wants to eat a drink? Oh yeah, no. And the oh. more like fruits oh. and vegetables, the celery, a burger in there, maybe some Jack Links. No, oh, sir. It's a, it's no, delicious. sir. No, that's awful. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Just drinking tomato sauce with vegetables. Oh, gosh. No, dude. No. I'm, I'm a bit of a health connoisseur. Dude. It's like alphabet soup. It's like the kid's alphabet soup with vodka in it. I can't do it, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> makes fun of Trey for bubbly water, but drinks hot tea because his throat's a little sore. You're right. You Thank know what? You. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to address this real quick. HIPAA be damned. Um, one of the last things that the Air Force said to me before I got out is, Dale, you need to have your wisdom teeth taken out. Um, and do you think I did it? No, I did not. So um, 15 years ago, I was told I need to have my wisdom teeth out. I still haven't had to take them out, to, taken out yet. So on the one side, um, they grew in just fine. And on the other side, they have not grown in just fine. So I've got one every six months or so decides it wants to try to work its way out through my gums and like cuts through the gums just kind of like turtle heads a little bit and then goes back down in. So right now I've got a little gum cut in action going on. So, uh, yeah, my, my, my mouth and throat situation is, is pretty sore. Matt T it's, it's, it's a little sore. I feel like you're such a conspiracy theorist. You're probably like, dude, I'm not having the government take away more wisdom that I have. Like I could see you doing that. Well, they could implant something in my jawline, but honestly (laughs) it's, it's, it's a few things. One, I'm not a huge fan of the dentist. And then two, I don't respond well to anesthesia. Um, when I went under to have my knee done this last time, when I got out, I had like the shakes real bad and it was, I, I don't do well with anesthesia. So, um, yeah. I, I'm very good at the whole hot stove lesson. If it happens one time and I don't like it, I tend to not do it again. The only time that really doesn't apply is with betting. I bet the same stupid people over and over again. Mm-hmm. Well, I bet you given the current climate of the UFC as well as life in general, you feel like you were, or you wish you were under some anesthesia. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Let's 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 talk about some recent events real quick and then we'll get into this event because it's huge. Um hands up if on your 2022 bingo card you had Kane Velasquez getting arrested for attempted murder. You had that? That was on yours? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think no. anybody had that, man. No. Um absolutely wild. You know, as it as it unfolds, I wake up this morning, check the Twitter. Um, and then I see, I see Cain Velasquez involved in a shooting. That's how it came out first involved in a shooting. And I'm like, Hmm, that's weird. And in my mind, I picture Cain Velasquez shirtless running through San Jose, you know, just on like that, like that morning jog, getting his cardio in, sees a shooting and then like runs and stops it like double legs, the guy, you know what I mean? Maybe wrestles the the gun away from him. That's how it played out in my mind. Yeah. Um, turns out that's really not what happened. Um, more details throughout the day. First, they released the charges saying that uh, non-life-threatening injuries, but it was attempted murder. Then the mugshot comes out. Golly. So then it comes out, fast forward a little bit longer, that the guy that he was shooting at initially may or may not, this all we have to use the allegedly's here, may or may not uh, have physically, they said lewd and levicious, which in criminal speak is, um, 
sexual in nature uh, towards a minor under the age of 14. Now, there is a rumor, like Keith has said in the chat, that apparently it was his daughter. Um, there's also people saying that it was uh, somebody, just basically a niece or, an, or or something to that effect. It may not have been his daughter. Uh, obviously, as a sexual assault victim, we don't know all the details of it. It's kept private for a reason, but you can do some deduction here pretty quick. So anyway, uh, Kane sees this guy, chases him down. Uh, there's a 43-year-old man still living with his mom. That's a That's a... That's a talking point for a different day because uh, everybody's living situations different. But um, here we are now. Uh, he sees this gentleman in a car with another guy who turns out to be the perpetrator's stepfather. Uh, Kane confronts him. The stepdad somehow interjects in between. Kane lets one off. Desk pop into the stepdad, not the guy that was the actual abuser. So um, I don't. We will. You know, it'll come out how this happened. But Kane shot somebody, but he shot the wrong person. Right. Right. I'm not, um, I'm not a detective. I'm not uh, a policeman, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not in the FBI. I Mm -hmm. don't know forensics, but is there a thing Dale called justified homicide? Oh boy. I don't know if there's justified homicide. That's, I mean, we'd have to, I think, hold on. We have a bunch of accountants that listen. I don't know if we have any lawyers, criminal lawyers. Um, Mm -hmm. but I had a photo with once taking with Kane and Z. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's justifiable homicide. I, I really don't. Uh, I, I am I am drawn to the old school movie, which I know you haven't seen because you don't watch movies, but A Time to Kill um, with Samuel L. Jackson and I believe Matthew McConaughey, which you may want to watch it if McConaughey's in it. I know, yeah. you're, big, I know you're a big McConaughey fan. I know yeah, Samuel no, sure. L. Jackson's in it. But anyway, yeah. um, Samuel L. Jackson lays waste to a bunch of guys that raped his daughter. Hmm goes on trial and they actually acquit him for it. Um, Hmm. And one of the famous lines of the scene or one of the famous scenes is whenever they ask him, you know, if you, if you did it and he's like, yeah, I did it. And I hope they rot in hell. I'm sure you've seen that scene with Samuel Jackson screaming that, Um, but they acquitted him from it. Um, There is something, there is something, there is some past precedent with, with rage based acts of violence. Hmm. Um, I believe, gosh, and this is where I this is where I, I start talking out of my depth, and we should really focus on betting. Is I believe there's some crime of passion is what they're called, crime of passion, crime of well, passion. Wouldn't you say any any convicted whatever is is doing it mostly out of a passion? Maybe. Well, there's a big difference between charge and conviction. The guy mm-hmm. that Kane shot at um, was charged, not convicted. And Kane has since been charged, but not convicted. You're not, you can be charged, but you're not convicted until you stand in front of jury at 12 or, um, and are actually convicted and then sentenced. So there, there's or a me. lot of, or me. Well, yeah. you, you yeah. saw what came in the mail today. Yeah. You got jury duty. Tell me about it. I'm super excited. Um, I've gotten out of jury duty, oh, man. I feel like this has got to be my 19th time getting yeah. out of jury. Uh, normally I have pledged school. I've been out of school for like 12 years, but um, now I'm getting to a point where I think they understand based on my age that um, unless I'm trying to be a learning doctor, I'm probably not in school. Uh, I did get summoned for jury duty this time. So uh, if we do have any lawyers or anyone in the political realm, please send your suggestions as to how I can get out of this. Dale said, all I have to do is wear a shirt, possibly with some guns on it, a MAGA hat, Whatever recommendations you have, I will do it. I do not want to go do this because uh, I don't feel like I'd be good at it, to be to be frank. 
Honestly, it's a perfect segue into the ad read. Uh, if you wear what you have on right now, they will dismiss you from jury duty. Right, right. So, gentlemen yeah. uh, and ladies, if you don't want to do jury duty, I would suggest shopping at Allegiance Clothing. Go to allegianceclothing.com. Use promo code. Uh, what, what's our promo code there? Punch. Yep. Yeah, and you can save 15% off site-wide. Uh, all you got to do is go to allegianceclothing.com, use promo code PUNCH15 and get 15% off site-wide. Now, they'll still summon you to jury duty and you still have to show up. But if you show up wearing an Allegiance Protect the Second hat and an Allegiance <laughs> shirt, whether these colors don't run uh, you know, with the modified M4 running down the side, they're going to dismiss you immediately. So you can, you can go ahead and take the rest of the day because you already told the boss you were going to be gone all day. Take the rest of the day and go do whatever you want to do. So it's, it. it's people helping people. And, and, and here's another thing real quick. I, I, this is not my idea, but I always feel the need to say it because I read it once. I think it's beautiful. Uh, if something were to ever happen to me in the event of my untimely demise, I want you all to say that you know me and take a day off work, right? Like you're bereaved. Take a day off work on me, on the house. I read that somewhere before and I thought it was a brilliant idea. I can't give credit where credit's due, but please take a day on me. That's nice, dude. That's nice. Do I, I love can. it. That's cool. That's cool. Um, hey, so outside of me being summoned for jury duty, uh, yep. last night the wife and I got into a new show. Okay, what are you watching? Yellowstone. Way, you know, we're, we're late to the game. No, we're you're late to the per- game. You're perfect. You're perfect right now. Oh, really? Well, this, per- I, this perfect timing. Dude, I have decided. I've decided outside of possibly being like a formal judge, uh-huh. I'm also going to be a cowboy this year. Um, oh, I'm going to start nice. wearing a cowboy hat, mm-hmm. um, start talking with a draw. I'm definitely going to buy a horse. Um, not really sure how those operate, but I'm excited for that. Um, and I'm excited to know that, like, you know, not only am I like herding cattle and, you know, doing the lasso thing and looking really good in a pair of boots, but. I know where my meat comes from, not from uh, horses, but from like the buffaloes and, and the steer, right? Yeah, right, right, right. I see what you're doing here. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. No, so when we were watching the show, I kind of like was you know, trying to put the moves on the wife. And I said, hey, I just want you to know, like, I know mm-hmm. all about meat. Like, you know, we are sponsored by Stay Classy. And and I said, Jess, if you ever want meat, you just go to stayclassy.com. You type oh. in that code FIST and you get 10% off, baby. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so – I'll, I'll help you out next time. Just say the only thing they don't have at the store is summer sausages, but I can help you out with that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I've been I've been sexually harassing my wife for twenty years now, so I <laughs> I am. If you want to be well versed in the art of um, playful sexual harassment, I'm your guy. I'm, I'm your guy for sure. Um, no, you're in, you're in a sweet spot with Yellowstone because you're a long way till the next season comes out. And yeah. the other one has been wrapped for so long now that all of them are available on demand. You're in a primo spot. You're in an absolute primo spot. So, yeah, for sure. Dude, if you're going to get into Westerns and cowboy movies, you got to let me know. I know a ton of good ones. Have you ever seen that one with Jake Gyllenhaal in it? <laughs> yeah, the, the gay one, right? Oh, sorry, you don't say gay in 2020. No, no just what makes it gay? Well, it's Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal making out. What? What movie are you talking about? Please, God, tell me that's the only cowboy movie he's been in. <laughs> what movie are you talking about? I don't know. Have you seen a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal making out with Heath Ledger? Maybe. Maybe? <laughs> Shut up, dude. That's the only movie he's ever been in as a cowboy. I know that for a fact. I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm guessing as a fact. Okay. All right. Did it have anything to do with... Was, was there anything else about it? Is all they did was make out? That's all I remember. Well, no, that's all I remember. But it, oh, 
Oh, I hate this. I hate this because of cancel culture. I hate this because I just don't like. No, dude, let it rip. Just no, let it rip. Dude, it's good. We're chill. We're good. We're good. We're good. All right, man. If you start wearing denim everywhere, we're going to have a problem. If you start wearing that Texas tuxedo. Oh, I'm for sure going to do that. Okay. I, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. I look good. Yeah. All right, man. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, if, if you're into cowboy movies, uh, anybody, if you're, if you're Yellowstone and you, you do enjoy a, a good cowboy movie, um, Jake Gyllenhaal and the late great Heath Ledger, who won a posthumous Oscar for his role as the Joker in the Dark Knight, um, in a great movie. Um, I think it was named after a mountain. I think bro- broke broke something, broke back mountain. Great, back great, mountain. great film. Absolutely great film. It's a good film. Um, if you liked Life of Pi, uh, same director, same director as Life of Pi did mm. uh, did Broke Back Mountain. So if you're a big Life of Pi, you ever see Life of Pi? American Pie. I saw that. Yeah, you never saw Life of Pi? No. That's a great movie. That's Great the one movie. with the tiger and the and the, the little kid on the boat. See, you do know movies. You do know movies. Yeah, I've seen the cover of the DVD. Gotcha. DVD. Okay, boomer. <laughs> okay, boomer. All right, let's get into it, man. UFC 272 takes place this weekend. Uh, what What's the tagline? Old friends, bitter rivals. Is that what it is? That's good. It's good marketing. Good marketing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm convinced they're still friends. You think they're... You know what's crazy is I'm, I'm sort of inclined to believe that as well based on the fact that everybody at AT&T loves wrestling, right? Like all those AT&T right. guys and girls, um, they're always doing the stuff with AEW and, and these other promotions. Um, so there is a there is a little bit of... Uh, a, a little bit of uh, professional wrestling vibes coming out of AT&T. And maybe they are selling fights and maybe they are not. I don't know. It feels weird to me to have such a strong rivalry based over $12,000. Um, now 12500 12500 Thank you for the correction. Um, I don't have anybody out there in my life that owes me $12,500. But, <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe I would be equally as mad. I don't know. Would you be that mad over over twelve grand? No, that's why I think this whole thing's a fugazi. It's a fugazi. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fairy dust. It's not real, right? It's not okay. real. No, it's to sell pay-per-views. pay-per-views. It's to sell pay-per-views. I got you. All right, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll see. I do want to ask you something real quick because most people know, before we get into this, uh, Keith says, so is Brokeback Mountain like a family film? Yeah, you can definitely watch it. Yeah. No, you cannot. No, yeah. you cannot. No, they listen. Um yeah. What's his face is married to Amy Adams and the other dude's married to Anne Hathaway and they start a family. There's definitely families in that film. <laughs> no, no, do not show that to your kids. Absolutely Don't. not. Horrible advice. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> All right. So, uh you've been you've been on me this week. Uh, ever since the last event and leading into yeah. this one, th- those of you who listen to the show for any prolonged period of time know that Trey is always on me about giving him my picks. I gave you my picks and you hated them. And you told me that you were going to eviscerate me on yeah. uh, whatever, not live TV, but but live live stream. So here we are. Here is your chance. Now, I just want to warn you real quick because you mm-hmm. are – it's very rare that you come at me with such gumption. Um, so I, I want to say this. There's this phenomenon that exists, right? And okay. I think you should be aware of it before we get into this episode. And that phenomenon, tell me if, you, if you're if you familiar with this. It's called the call of the void. Have you ever heard of this? No, I have not. Gotcha. So the call of the void is a real thing. It's not quantifiable, but it does exist. And scientists acknowledge its existence. But what the call of the void is, it's that thing that you feel inside your body. And maybe you acknowledge it the whole time or just for a split second. But it's the thing that 
happens to you mentally and physically that makes you slightly timid when you walk up to like the edge of a roof or a cliff. Okay. That little thing in your thing in your body says jump off, jump off, yeah. right? And how some people don't get they're scared of heights because they're afraid. What what if I were to jump off? Even though realistically you never would. Yeah. Or when you're yeah. driving down a, a, a you know a double lane road, it's that thing that your body goes. I wonder what would happen if we hit head on to the car that's passing you the other way. Oh yeah, that that involuntary feeling that you have. They call that the call of the void. Now, most people never act on it, but I just want you to know here that this feeling that you have, that you you want to do this thing, is the void calling you. So once you commit to this, you need to be prepared for the the consequence. Okay. Okay. Um, Call the void. Uh Fantastic. Um, Have you ever heard of the tickle of the balls? (laughs) No, I have not. Oh, well, not. let me tell you, an old philosopher, uh, mm-hmm. Ball Tickler, uh-huh. once said, if you ever feel the smooth hands tickling your balls, you act upon it. Okay. Because normally the tickles of the balls lead to the promised land. And the okay. promised land is victory. And today I shall do victory. It is the first time in two years that your boy has done show prep. And by show prep, <laughs> I read an article. I watched a quarter of one fight. And I'm ready to go. Here's what I love about this. And I, I shouted him out last episode. And he's in the chat tonight. So I'm going to shout him out again because I love his work. Um, it cracks me up that you're admitting the lack of show prep, which everybody knows you don't do. But uh, right. Eric Betts Fights is in here. And again, fantastic Twitter account. And he does a ton of show or he does a ton of fight prep. He watches yeah. film. He does the whole nine, which is probably why he's, he's better at this than we are. But even For still, sure. um, yeah, shout out to him. All right. <laughs> Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully that one article you read is really going to pay dividends for you, bud. Yeah, let's do it. Come All right, on, man. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First fight on the main card. Let's get into this. UFC 272 takes place this Saturday night. Uh, we've got Sergey Spivak taking on Greg Hardy. Again, it doesn't do us any good to complain about Greg Hardy being on pay-per-view main event or main cards because they're going to continue to put him there. It doesn't matter that he's not worthy of it. They're going to put him there. Greg Hardy at seven and four, Spivak at thirteen and three. Trey, Spivak's at a minus two ten. Hardy's at a plus one seventy. Yeah. Over under on rounds one and a half. Sir, the floor is yours. Thank you. Um, the polar bear. Spivak, Caucasus Mountain Warrior to a certain degree, correct? Mm-hmm. Geographically? Sure. Okay, sick. Okay, but dude, people are worried like, oh, Spivak, he's a little bit smaller, probably not as aggressive as Greg Hardy, especially in round one. But dude, Spivak wanted this fight. He was supposed to fight Greg Hardy on short notice. That fight fell apart. He said, no, 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 no. I want me that guy. I want that piece of shit human being. So he comes in and he gets the fight. He's selectively put at a minus 210. And that is because Greg Hardy is a round one or bust fighter. Any of the wins that he's had since he came into the UFC, bullshit. Dude, sick. You beat Jorgen DeCastro. Oh, sick. You beat Juan Adams, who I think is the biggest piece of shit on the planet. Fantastic. Oh, and then you beat the freaking crotchet boss. You beat the crotchet boss. Crochet. crochet boss whatever crochet. however you want to pronounce yeah. it in your fancy yeah. terminology dude great yeah. you did nothing the only person that the crotchet boss had beaten in the past six fights was freaking gian volante your favorite fighter dude greg hardy is not good he is if you're going to play him 
plus 170 is not juicy enough. You got to play him by round one KO because that is the only way he wins this fight. Spivak, as the fight goes longer, will win this fight. Minus 210 is a fair price because there's levels to this game. I don't think Spivak's like a contender, but he's years, late years ahead of Greg Hardy. Polar bear by decision? I don't know. Definitely polar bear by money line. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Such so solid breakdown. <laughs> I love your self commentary. I I don't I don't disagree with a lot of what you're saying here. I, I really don't. Um, I put it on our Instagram yesterday that there was lines readily available, uh, five dimes and a co- couple other places that had this fight rated inside the distance uh, at a minus one eighty to minus two hundred. And for me. That's more of the the play than anything else, right? If we want to get down into the nuts and bolts of this, I believe that Sergey Spivak is a better mixed martial artist. But he looked very bad against Aspinall. He did not look very good, Um, which would lead me to believe that he has a harder time with more athletic people. Aspinall is quick, he's fast, and he is very springy he's athletic in nature and hardy as much as we hate him as much as he is a woman beater um he was at one point in time a very prominent and very good professional nfl player and his athleticism is through the roof now you wouldn't look know that by looking at his physique uh but he is built like a brick shit house and he moves very well he is light or he is uh plotting in his approach from a martial arts perspective um but his ability to move that frame around in an effective manner uh is very prominent he i I believe that while his footwork is bad that's more so due to his novice level of of training more so than it is athletic capabilities i I really believe that he'll be just fine uh in the athleticism department spivak on the other hand uh as we talk about or at least i talk about from time to time is not really built uh, from a bone structure perspective like a heavyweight needs to be. He's got a very narrow jawline for a heavyweight. He also has an extremely long neck, and his facial structure is, does not appear to be uh, built, if you will, to absorb blows. Now, with heavyweights, anything can happen. I like the round one sprinkle on Hardy. I think that's a fair play. He is a round one fighter. I don't see him getting a KO in the second round. And as this fight goes longer, Spivak surely can win. My concern is, is there a little bit of bad blood here between Spivak and Hardy? Interested to see body language on weigh-in day. Um, Would love to see them in the cage. Would love to see them face-to-face, which we will here in short order. But I think the inside the distance play at the minus 180, minus 200, I would say even minus 225, if you can get it and throw it on a parlay, is definitely something uh, that is worth considering. So I would really like to say that Hardy has a, I mean, he has more than a puncher's chance here, athleticism alone at winning this fight at plus 170. But I think if you're going to play him, play him in round one. And if you're not playing that, take the good chalk money at the minus 225 to two to one. I don't know, whenever you lock it up, it shouldn't be too bad just yet. As the week goes on, it'll get worse. Get the inside the distance, small sprinkle on Hardy um, in round one. You know, go go with the round one KO prop. Don't do the KO. Don't do that. Just round one KO, a quarter of a unit, half a unit, small, small. But just get your money. Get your money and get out. I'm going to hold like 17 ice cream cones this card, and I'm going to sprinkle on everything. So another sprinkle I'm going to do, Dale, is I'm going to do Spivak by sub in round two or round three. You got to think. 
Spivak, arm triangle tied to Avasa before he went on that five-fight win streak. Mm. He was an absolute now stud. Yeah. He's got submissions. Greg Hardy doesn't even know how to shrimp. Like that's, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. He puts Hardy on that big flat back of his. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, two things I need you to answer for us real quick that popped in the chat. Trey, are you going to apologize to Wel- Wellington Tournament? <sighs> Damn it. Damn it. No. I no. wouldn't either. I, I wouldn't either. I think he looked decent against Misha, and then Misha was doing what Serkinov should have done, and then he did that stupid – he did the same dumb thing that Ben Henderson did to Anthony Pettis, where he planted – actually, you're the BJJ black belt. Tell me what he did that was so stupid. I don't remember what he did. I was you didn't pretty watch wasted. The fight. No, it's okay. Um, he <laughs> literally – he so from – from <laughs> I know what happened here. <laughs> so <laughs> full guard, he, he literally – he left his arms in. He left his arms in. He didn't. It, it, he yeah. left his arm. body was up. Arms were in. And then all, literally all he had to do was just rotate the hips and, and swing that leg over. And he snatched that arm up. So mm. um, just very dumb. If you if you remember Ben Henderson versus Anthony Pettis, you could literally cut those two clips and put them side by side. It's the same thing would happen. Literally the same thing. And uh, Ben Henderson tapped probably faster than uh, Serkinov did. And Serkinov tapped fast. And then. Uh, last thing here, Keith says thoughts on Spivak's shitty polar bear tattoo. Fair, yep, fair, fair. Sometimes Bad. the shittiest tattoos are the best tattoos, though. You know maybe, I mean? maybe. Uh, currently, right now, who do you think we have a lot of bad tattoos? Um, in, in this uh, this event, this event's got a lot of bad tattoos. Now that I'm thinking about it, because Greg yeah. Hardy's tribal shoulder things are really it's bad not too. filled in and hasn't they're, been filled in for 15 yeah, years. Yeah, but. I don't know how you have a couple million dollars but can't get your tattoos finished. Yeah, I will. I will die on this sword, though. Um, mm-hmm. As we talk about tattoos of all um, the past two years, never, ever, ever get a pair of boxing gloves. Yeah, the boxing glove tattoos look like a nutsack at ten out of ten yeah. times. You can't get boxing glove tattoos and not have it look like a nutsack. It's it's physically impossible. Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Keith says the damage. Yeah, Darren Elkins probably has amongst the worst for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, next fight. Kevin Holland, 21 and 7, take on Alex Oliveira, 22, 11 and 1. Kevin Holland at a minus 300, which might be a little, to use John Angus' words, might make him a prohibitive favorite here. <laughs> Oliveira plus 240 here, over and around is at one and a half. Um, you and I are on opposite sides here. So we are. Yeah, you're on Oliveira, are you not? No, 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 no. Oh, I you... was on Oliveira before I realized that Holland that... was dropping from 185 to yeah, 170. Gotcha. You before you realized how dumb that was. Gotcha. So yeah, now you're on the yeah. Holland side. Okay, cool. Yeah, excellent. Um, Alex Oliveira, in my opinion, is going to gas out in this fight. He believes that the way to win this fight is going to be to take Kevin Holland down. And as much as Alex Oliveira loves to get in these fan-friendly fights, I believe that he has this false sense of confidence when it comes to if I continue to put on fan-friendly fights, I'll continue to have a job. Um, I think that there is some truth to that. There is there is a small shred of truth to it, but I don't think that it's as strong as he thinks it is. And if he continues to do what he's doing currently, which is lose and racks up four losses in a row, Shavkat, Randy Brown, Nico Price, and Kevin Holland, you've said that you can't beat any of the middle road guys and you can't beat any of the prospects. So you might find Alex Oliveira on the outside looking in come Sunday um, because four in a row is bad, especially in a welterweight division that's already pretty stacked. And Oliveira, while in massive 170, isn't going to find any more success at 185. I think Kevin Holland would do well here to utilize that big cage, pump the jab, sprawl because he's been working on his takedown. If he can stop a couple takedowns, Alex Oliveira will die trying 
to get a takedown. And he will be gassed by the end, uh, I'd say probably the eight-minute mark if we get there. If we get to the eight-minute mark, Alex Oliveira is dead, and Kevin Holland can just pick him apart. So um, I'm on Kevin Holland here, minus 300, possible parlay piece for me. I really think he's going to have a pretty easy time here. Well, I think it's funny. We 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 always joke about with Alex Oliveira, what type of Alex Oliveira are you going to get in the cage? Uh-huh. He always walks in, and you could only imagine walking in a T-Mobile arena, packed house. He's going to be walking with that stupid smile, doing the dance. He's got his cowboy hat, Yellowstone style. He's got that smile that I can't stand. It reminds me a lot of Verdum, that like, you know, that like, it's like almost a comical, like he's trying to make fun of it, but it's his real smile. Mm-hmm. He's going to come in utmost confidence, but then he can kind of just like jump in and be like, eh, not today. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm here for a paycheck. I've got 40 kids. I'm just literally trying to like send it in right now. Sure. Kevin Holland coming down to 170. He's a slender 185 or at 170. I think this is a good spot for him. He's got the length. He's got the reach. Just like you said, his takedown defense has gotten better. He spent some time at AKA, did a lot of fury grappling matches. He's definitely putting in the work. Also, I love the variable of, you know, what is his nickname? Big Mouth. I think that as much as it's annoying, I think that his talking in fights, and I don't know, does Cowboy speak like really good English? I think he speaks, I think he speaks conversational English. Okay. Well, I think it's going to be the same thing like with the whole Jockeray fight. He's going to be talking off his back if, in fact, he gets down. It gives you this moment of like a uh, lack of focus. And then. Kevin Holland just freaking hammer fist from his back like he did Jacare. I think that anywhere this fight goes, I think Kevin Holland's uh, in the better spot. Alex Oliveira's got good Muay Thai, but the cardio, the new takedown defense, the striking in general, the length, the reach, all that stuff fits into a minus 300. I think so. I mean, you're looking at Cowboys lost six out of his last eight. Hmm. I mean, brutal. Yeah, I, I, he's, in, he's in a rough spot here. A uh, couple things I do like about Cowboy. Um, is one that he got he got blown up by grenade. I, I will. I for real. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't say he got blown up by a grenade. That's probably not accurate. Um, but he got shrapnel from a grenade. I think that, that something. I mean, he's from like the one of the worst parts of Brazil, and a grenade went off in like a robbery attempt or something like that, and he took he took some uh, some shrapnel. That that makes sense because his face has got kind of like you know our favorite singer Seal. He's got a little bit of that mm. texture going on in his cheek, and I always thought that was from fighting, but might have been the shrap metal, right? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I haven't kept track of the scar count. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Hmm. He also got shit faced and took off on a motorcycle and took his kid out of his uh, his significant other's house. So he's he's in a good headspace. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. He's doing he's doing big things, dude. Alex Oliver <laughs> for the win. Yeah. I, Bellator is gonna love him. Oh, he's, a great, Bellator oh, he's a great Bellator guy. Great, yeah. great Bellator. Yeah. yeah, they're really gonna they're really gonna dig him over there. All right, Edson Barboza at twenty two and ten, taking on Bryce Mitchell at fourteen and one. All right, this is where two roads diverge in a wood. Yeah. Ooh, Robert Frost, man, let's go. Edson Barboza is a plus one thirty. Bryce Mitchell to minus one sixty over rounds at two and a half. Are you coming over to the Barboza side or no? I feel like you never read my text. I'm, I'm on the Barbosa side. You were on the Mitchell side. I was until he got his four fight contract extension. Call that's of a, the that's void. A huge piece. Call of the void. Nope. Nope. Yep. Yep. I, I saw the four. He, if people You're don't know, Bryce Mitchell signed 48 hours ago a four fight contract extension. I think the UFC retarded. 
Yeah, hard R. Hard, hard R. R. Jeez, oh man. God, they should have waited till after this fight. You got to fight for your money. You got to fight for your extension. I think mm-hmm. there's a sense of calm that comes over when you have security for four fights. You got a four fight contract extension. Edson Barbosa is going to come in. Yes, he's coming off that loss to Giga Chikaze, but that guy's an absolute freaking stud. Mm. It's a six month turnaround. I'm a little bit worried because at this new weight class or relatively new weight class for Barbosa, he's a little drawn out. He's a ton of, a ton of, we talk about this all the time. Miles on the tire, wear on the tire. Edson Barbosa, he hasn't shown that wear, but at what point and at what time is he going to it? This dude has been around for a minute. He's got a 75% takedown defense, which I like. It's not enough to take down Bryce Mitchell, who will shoot in from the other side of the cage. Iminari roll, find something crazy. Fantastic submissions. Owns a stupid amount of guns per his uh, his interview. So that's cool. Um, yeah, man, he's got good energy, but I think that the motivation is going to be not as significant. I will say the only motivation that's going to come from Bryce Mitchell is that if he speaks as much as he did on the person's podcast, I'm not going to say his name because he's a piece of shit. He, all he wants to do is get a mic in his face and the motivation to finish this fight and to get Rogan or whoever's going to be there and put a mic in his face so he can speak about gun control or whatever other thing he wants to do. There's motivation. But I think that Barbosa is going to kick his knees out that shoot that's mm. you know that single or double whatever he tries to go for that thing's gonna his kneecap's gonna get popped off by Edson Barbosa leg kicks of hell. Okay, um, there's a lot going on here, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to work my way through what you had. So I I'm gonna go ahead and say that Edson Barbosa is a featherweight now. I don't think that I don't think that we we can count this featherweight thing as a stint. He's been here. This will be his fifth fight in this division now. He wants to stay here. He makes the weight without problem. Um, and realistically, if you look at his performances inside the cage, the minus the uh, Giga fight, the, the, we have no reason to believe that his cardio is going to be an issue, that he's going to be drawn out, that he's going to have any, any of these issues. Um, I, I agree with the assessment of the mileage because one of the things that we're going to talk about a lot tonight is strength of schedule. Um, Edson Barboza has one of the most respectable strength of schedules of anybody on the roster right now. Uh, There is not a whole lot of people out there that can go opponent for opponent, tit for tat with Edson Barboza and say, you've had, you know, that I've had a harder path than you. Edson Barboza continually says yes to both hot prospects, grizzled veterans, challengers, contenders, and former champions. He says yes to everybody. Uh, And he has done so realistically with great success if you look at his body of work. Two and two in his last four, which is respectable considering the caliber of people that he fought. And this is, make no mistake about it, this is Bryce Mitchell's toughest opponent to date. If you took the skill of everybody that uh, Bryce Mitchell has fought at a UFC level and molded them into some claymation transformer super soldier they would not be as talented as edson barboza is um i I believe you know that edson barboza has lost fights by submission before and people think that the path to victory for edson is this take him down and submit him but you have to understand and take this into account that edson barboza has been training with the best mixed martial artists on the planet earth for the last 15 plus years, he has a working cursory knowledge of submission defense, of takedown defense and all these things. And this is not the apex. We've got to move away from the fact that we the last few times that we've seen Edson, he's been in that small cage. That's an awful environment. You cannot put a cheetah in a 
in a quarter acre backyard and expect them to exist happily. You got to let them run and you got to let them move around. So give me Edson Barboza in the 25 footer. Give me Bryce Mitchell, which who, who's been hit a lot in all of his fights. Um, Bryce Mitchell that walks very heavy forward. Sure, he can Imanari roll, but that doesn't do you any good if you're going down and you're getting your face kicked off while you're rolling. Um mm. Look at Lando Venata and Tony Ferguson. Tony tried that crazy stuff, and Lando started piecing him up. The moment he started all that spinning shit, Lando start, nearly had Tony finished. There, You have to calculate risk versus reward there. Um, and Bryce Mitchell, for as much microphone time as you think that he wants, he is still young. He is still unseasoned. Uh, he is still gamey, if you will, if we want to keep using food analogies here. Edson Barboza at plus 130 seems like a treat to me. You don't very often get that pedigree of competitor at that price. So uh, we're going to talk about value a lot. I'm sure you'll hear 150 mm-hmm. other MMA cappers this week talk about value. Edson Barboza plus 130 is a huge value, um, uh, massive value here. And he's worth he's worth consideration because he's going to put himself in a position to win the fight, right? We talk about dogs that'll fight for your money and dogs that'll put themselves in a position to win the fight. Short of Bryce Mitchell coming out and doing some weird Ryan Hall quick heel hook. Edson Barboza is going to have a moment in this fight where he can possibly win it. I agree with everything you said, except for your analogy of a cheetah cannot be in a backyard. It's called the San Diego Zoo and they have fantastic margaritas. So I'm sure. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. I'll let you have that. Who gets a margarita at the zoo? If it's available. Who gets a margarita at the zoo? Well, that's why Disneyland's ridiculous because California Adventure has beer and margaritas. Disneyland does not. So you got to get the park hopper pass, go over there, drink some beers, and then come back to Disneyland. Gosh, man, I don't even understand the amount of money you're talking about right now. I mean, I know, just the margaritas are so expensive. Dude. I just how much is a margarita at 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 uh, the San Diego Zoo? Fifteen dollars. Are you serious? And it's this. No, it's cut water. On. Swear to God. Yep. They serve Cutwater though. Yeah, it's fifteen dollars. Jeez, oh man, we got to get sponsored by Cutwater, bro. I know, I know. Oh man, um, mm. wow. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, fifteen dollars—that's even like that's more expensive than like stadium prices. That's a lot. Stadium a prices? Lot. What do you mean? Like when you go get a beer or something at a football game? Oh yeah, no, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, get drunk, flip off the monkeys. You know how it goes. Oh, man, we, we got to go to the zoo together. Our zoo experiences are very different, apparently. Mm, yeah. All right. Okay. Co-main event of the evening, man. Not the one we thought we were going to get, um, but it's the one we got all the same. RDA, Rafael Dos Anjos, 30 and 13, taking on Hanato Moicano at 16, 4 and 1. Dos Anjos hovering between like the 185 to minus 200 range. Um, Moicano, depending on the books, plus 150, somewhere around there. Um, the still kind of fluid over and around is at three and a half. This will probably get adjusted big time as the week goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think these, you're going to see these adjusted. So if you, if you're feeling strong about it now, it's Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, even put your bet in now. Um, and your bet should be on Rafael Dos Anjos, correct? Yeah, correct. Okay. So easily, easy thing would be to say is that, um, strength of schedule, this is the this is the guy, right? So we talk about we talk about strength of schedule a lot. Michael Johnson uh, is the goat of strength of schedule. Hell yeah! Um, and if he's the goat, 
um, Javier Dos Anjos is like the, the, I don't know, the little goatlet behind him, man, because it's just, it's, it's just as impressive as Michael Johnson's nothing but killers, nothing but former champs and nothing but number one contenders. That's it. Um, Moicano is the exception to the rule here. I don't, I think he's the only one in recent memory that doesn't uh, outside of Paul Felder that doesn't meet that criteria. Um, that isn't like a top five or number one contender or former champ. And I can't even remember how long it's, it's crazy. Now I'm going to say that somebody's going to fact check me and I'm going to look stupid, but it's how I remember it in my mind. Um, so I'm going to fact check myself right now. So outside of Felder, I, ah, Kiesa, damn it. Leon Edwards, number one contender. Kevin Lee had the number one contender fight with, um, was that a number one contender fight him versus Oliveira? That would seem to be one. Yeah. No, but I don't think it was. I don't think it was. And then Usman, Covington, Robbie Lawler. Yeah, all former champs. All former champs. Um, obviously, Tony Ferguson, Eddie Alvarez, Neil Magny falls in there. Oh, dude. RDA has a win over Tarek Safadine. If it, look, real quick. <laughs> real quick. Oh, no. There's not a lot of people in, in the MMA lore landscape that I keep near and dear to my heart. Um, but Tarek Safadine is one of them. I, I I loved watching that guy fight, man. I really did. I really did. And one of the things I really loved more than anything else, I, you know, I'm a big leg kick guy, but seeing him brutalize Nate Marquardt in, in mm. strike force was one of the few, like not just one of the most simple pleasures I ever had in my life was just watching him just brutalize Nate Marquardt. And then when he comes in the UFC, destroys young guy limb. I was so excited. But then they just started. They're like, "Oh, this guy's a contender. Let's feed him to Rory McDonald." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, last time Tarek Safadine fought was a loss to RDA. But I, I love that guy, man. Um, Hanato was a top five of the featherweight division. You're absolutely right. Um, and once favored to beat Korean Zombie and pieced up Calvin Cater. You're absolutely right. Uh, Hanato is no joke. Uh, I will say this though. I I was not. I know he just won his last fight. Um, but there were moments in that where he looked like vintage Moicano where he was getting hit and did not right was not responding well no. uh to being hit. He he's I I like the guy. I think he's very exciting. Um and he, you know he has wins over my boy uh Cub Swanson, which immediately makes me hate him. But he is he is a very talented fighter, but he is he's very chinny. He does not respond well to being hit at all. Um and RDA is going to put a pace on him on the likes of which he has not seen recently, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos and inside the distance. And I don't have to think twice about it. Yeah, no. And I actually think you get it even juicier. I'm going to go under three and a half. And the reason I'm going to say that is, Oh my God, is she coming on the camera? Oh, I see. I see your wife's hand. I can't Do tell if it's you. plastic. It might be plastic. Oh, nope. It's a real hand. It's a real hand. How much did it cost to get that hand in there? That's what I want to know. I, that was literally a door dash driver. I just I texted and said, "Just come, the doors open, come on up." Well, she, the door dash driver, has fantastic nail polish. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll say this: Hanato um, Moicano one after after my little spiel here. I want to get your thoughts on his neck tattoo. I still don't know what to think of it. Um, I I enjoy it. It's pretty aggressive, dude. I like people that commit. Right? If you're gonna, yeah. we talk about this all the time on the show. Lean in. Lean in. Hanato Moicano with that neck tattoo said, I am an MMA fighter for life now. For sure. I'm not going to be a banker. I have to make MMA work because I've got this gigantic 
thing on my neck and face. Like Kevin Lee committed. Like people hate Kevin Lee's neck and head tattoo. Kevin Lee just committed. He said, I'm going to make this work. And as a heavily tattooed individual, that's a lot. And you say, (laughs) I'm I'm gonna make it work from here on out. Um, I love the under three and a half here. Um, I know a lot of people are feel fearful of that because of Dos Anjos and having the long layoff that he's had the, you know, the improbable cancellations, but Moikano outside of him taking this short notice and a quick turnaround, this is a payday for him. Mm. Who was the loudest person on the Texas card for, uh, increased pays? It was Honato Moikano. Oh yeah. Where do you think Honato is coming from? He's not training stateside. The dude's taking a 10 and a half hour flight 14, right 14, now. 14, 14. 14 hour flight, 14 hour flight from Brazil to Vegas. So if you think a guy, you know, regardless of what his camp was and, you know, you know what the past couple weeks has looked like that flight, the quick cut, even as, even though it's at catch weight, he's in trouble three and a half with a wrestle heavy attack and RDA. No way. So I'm going under under three and a half here. I think this is a solid play. This is a good like get your feet back in, get the ring rust off in RDA. Solid piece. Do we make it a parlay piece? Uh, minus one eighty eight. It's not a horrible parlay number. No, not at all. Yeah, I'll throw him on it. Uh, Oscar Oscar Silva says Hanato's an ATT guy. Perfect, perfect. I don't give yeah. that. Uh, he lives in his he lives in Florida with his wife and kid. Oh, oh even better, even better. I know he's in Brazil though. So he's it is what Brazil. it is there. So he was in Brazil. So well, I don't give a shit where he lives. Uh, he's going to have to fly back and make weight. Um, what is RDA at right now? Marvin, he was trying to get the Makachev fight at 165. He was willing to do 165. Uh, did they land at 160? What they're, 160 for? Yeah, 160 for this. So I imagine he's got to be, um, it's got to be close to that because he's not, he doesn't want to kill himself. Um, and it is going to be a five rounder. So yeah. Which I oh, we're not going to need five. Yeah, we we won't need it. We won't we'll need, need it. Two and a half. We'll need less than three and a half. <laughs> That's a long time. It's Seventeen and a half minutes. It's ridiculous. That's a long time. It's a long time to be in a fist fight, man. It's a long time to be in a fist fight. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and what? And in betting odds? Oh, it was just up, buddy. What? No, no. Marvin said what in betting odds. I think he's a minus 185. You're going to see him somewhere around minus 185 to minus 200. So, all right. Ready to rock and roll? No, RDA is not plus money. Minus. All right. Main event of the evening. Jorge Masvidal plus 250 taking on Colby. Chaos Covington. Minus 310. Over under on rounds. Four and a half. Colby's record, 16-3. and Jorge Masvidal be making the professional walk for the 51st time. 35-15 and is one Jorge game-bred Masvidal Saturday night. 51st walk to a professional MMA bout. Been all over the world. Yeah, I'm going to jump in here, bro. I'm going to jump in here. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to do a tactic. Um, It was actually done by Bunny Rabbit, a.k.a. Eminem. I'm going to... Bunny, it's B Rabbit. So stop. It's B Rabbit, (laughs) not Bunny Rabbit. I'm gonna stop you. (laughs) You hear this? My mistake. Anybody else hear this? Bunny Rabbit. It's B Rabbit. Carry on, Bunny Rabbit. Carry on. 
All right. I want to preface the listeners with this. Dale and I talked about this fight at length. As you can imagine, most people did. It's the main fight of the entire 272 card. Mm-hmm. Um, Dale's going to come in here and say some uh, malarkey, not Jamie. He's going to say some malarkey here about how someone's going to big brother him and what happened behind the scenes and what are the emotions and how do they feel and uh, oh, they know things that you know we're not seeing to the public or ones that are going to be you know available at the press conference, guys. I'm a statistics guy. Yes, I got math wave in college. Yes, I cheated through high school, but I'm all about the stats. And here we go. Colby averages 15.1 takedowns per 25 minutes. Jorge, when he fights fighters that have you know taken 10 plus takedowns in five different fights, he's one in four. He doesn't know how to stop a takedown. And what Dale's going to come in here and say is, well, with the Usman fight, Usman's way stronger than Colby. Colby's not going to be able to manhandle Masvidal like that. Dude, it doesn't matter strength. It's just like jiu-jitsu. It's all about technique. And Masvidal versus Colby, when it comes to wrestling technique, are on opposite sides of the spectrum. Colby's also has the better cardio because he's got a second lung per him. Can I get he in also here for a second? More- no, 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 no. You give, me a second. give me a second. Give me a second. No, because no, I'm, I'm, I'm – Give me a second. You're making opening arguments like we're in a courtroom. I know you got called for jury duty, but this isn't that. You – you can lay out my defense ahead of time, but yeah. after you lay out my defense, that means that I then get to present my defense. No, you can't no. lay it out and then present your prosecution on top of it. That's why I said what Bunny Rabbit did in the final scene of Last Mile, dude. He he said all that, and then he went hard in the paint, and then the person goes, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, that's what Eminem did. That's what Eminem did, and that's what I'm doing now. Eight mile, not last mile. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. That was bad. That was bad. That was a bad one. I agree with that. That was a bad one. That was the cutwater speaking. Just unbelievable. Colby's going to win this fight. Colby, by decision, you're going to get him roughly around a minus 130. That is probably the safest play on the planet. If you're going to play Mosvidal, just... Plus 250, juice that thing. Put some freaking decadurbal and equipoise up in those veins, dude, and jack that thing to plus 500 and play him by KO. That's the only way he's getting this done. So uh, Colby uh, by decision, Masvidal, do what you want to do, sprinkle all day long, but Colby's going to win this fight. I don't understand how you can't pronounce people's names from Eastern European countries, but you can rattle off the name of steroids <laughs> like it's nothing. Barry Bonds like, should be in the Hall of Fame. Like your ability to just spit out pharmaceutical names <laughs> it, it, it is just – it's actually kind of suspect, to be honest, at this point, man. I I, I don't yeah. know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very hmm, – okay. All right. So, Mr. I'm an analytics guy. Um, yeah. I will – we'll go over some of my defense that you presented. All right? Yeah. There is, there is the behind-the-scenes component. Um, there is the trash talk component. One of the things that that is, and it's it's an intangible, and we haven't, we can't measure it outside of sound bites. Is that is this is that we have seen that the character that is Colby Covington, right? Um, we've seen that as fights get closer, or he wants a fight, he ramps up the character. Um, he he wants. 
He's got he's got to try to either force him his way into a fight via conflict, or he's got to make somebody hate him and then and then come to him. Um, so much so that he is not beyond bringing up people's wives and children to get a fight going. Right. So that being said, if you're willing to violate the most sacred, unspoken rules like bringing in wives and children. If you were consistently beating up Jorge in training, why wouldn't you say that? Why would you not bring that up? Why would you not, after years of friendship, because you know there's sparring sessions galore that are videotaped, there are roles that are videotaped, there's all these things. Why wouldn't you release that? We've got sparring footage between Cyril Gaon and Francis Ngannou, right? And those guys just... We're like, meh, mutual acquaintances, right? But that somehow is. But you mean to tell me these guys train together for years and there's no footage of that out there? None. There's none. On either side, though. Well, here's the thing, though, is that your 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 presentation is that of Colby. You're saying that, that Colby is going to do this, that, and the other. And I'm saying, why is a man that is willing to go through all of the lengths to violate every code of honor normally humanly possible, why wouldn't he violate... Um, one that is of a lesser statute and violate what happened in the gym. One of the big rules, you don't talk about what happened in the gym, right? That's one of the big no-nos. Why wouldn't he violate that? He's willing to say that somebody's kids are his kids and somebody's mom's this mom and he bangs somebody's mom out. He violates every other rule. If you were getting the better of Jorge and you were going to big brother him, why wouldn't you say something? Why wouldn't you do it? I don't understand that. Doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. Now, again, that's complete intangible. It's not measurable. You're, you you just declared yourself Mr. Big Stats guy, right? Yeah. Cool. Yep. All, right. All right, Mr. Stats guy. Jorge Masvidal, better quality of competition and a longer professional career at 35 and 15. He's got fit. This will be his 51st fight. The the experience that Jorge Masvidal isn't even quantifiable. It's that much bigger than Colby Covington. Colby Covington does not have any wins over any current top 10 welterweights. Or wait, is that top 15? Oh, I think it's top 15. Okay. Uh, Jorge Masvidal has a longer reach. He lands more significant strikes per minute. And here's something else for you. He also has a higher significant strike accuracy. Okay. Now, takedown advantages are obviously Colby's. We can't do anything about that. But Jorge Masvidal lands takedowns at a more accurate pace than Colby Covington does. Oh, isn't that strange? And here's something else. It's just worth maybe pondering is Jorge Masvidal. Also attempts more submissions than Colby Covington. So it would oh almost appear, God. it would almost appear that he has more paths to victory. Um, now, that being said, we have been and I have been a staunch Colby Covington supporter for time of memoriam. For time of memoriam. But we've talked about the measurables, but you know me and you know what makes MMA betting so great is the immeasurables. And one of the things that I saw personally watching back Usman versus Covington 2 is I saw Colby. Timid, in the re- the first not the first two rounds, you can tell. And Colby fought, even though I think he won the fight, fought at a more measured, more calculated, and dare I say, more cautious way. And he still got caught, and that came from the fact that I don't care what he says, Usman hurt him and hurt him bad in their first fight. Whether he says the jaw was broke or not, he got his shit rocked. He was sore. He was in pain. And that took a long time, remember, for him to come back from that. 
man. So when he gets so when he gets in there with Usman again, what does he do? He gives him all the respect in the world, and it almost got him. It almost got him knocked out. It almost got him knocked out. So I don't necessarily know that Colby thrives in that environment, especially if Masvidal has hurt him before. If Masvidal has hurt him before, Colby comes out timid. Colby can get hurt. All intents and purposes, on paper, Colby should win this fight, but. I'm thinking in my mind, plus 250 on Masvidal is a steal on a guy that's got 51 fights of professional experience. And I'm going to take him on Saturday night. And you can't tell me anything else otherwise. Oh, my God. That argument is so fucking stupid, dude. It's so dumb. Everyone fights more timid in their second fight, a la Robert Whitaker, Izzy Adesanya. It, dude, Robert looked awful the first round and a half because he was timid. He also fought less technical because he was scared. It wasn't because of what happened in the first fight. It's because what's on the line. If you fight someone twice, your shot at a, at a champion that is holding that top spot is you don't have another shot. That's it. Anyone's going to fight more timid. Anyone's going to fight more like cautious. Stupid fucking argument. If somebody's if, if there's more on the line, do you think there's more on the line when, when Askren fought Masvidal? Ashkin would have won that fight if he didn't get in the face. Right, because Masvidal, with everything on the line, knowing full well if he went out there and got ragdoll against a D1 All-American Olympic alternate wrestler, he would have been completely illegitimized as a contender. So with everything on the line, what did he do? He sprinted at him full speed like a Cuban fucking Spartan and kneed his head off (laughs) and nearly killed him in front of 15,000 people. Yeah. 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 All right, so what are you doing? You're taking Masvidal just straight money line? Yeah, plus two fifty. He's got. He, this will be his fifty first fight. Experience is the currency of combat, and we're cashing. All right. Well, good luck, sir. As the house would say, and usually the house wins. Okay. Well, you are not the house, so um, I'm, I'm a brick house. <laughs> brick house. Early prelims. Dustin Jacoby at sixteen five and one, taking on Michael. Hey, pretend pretend that this guy's last name is a steroid, and say it for me. Oh, Jasic. Perfect. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that one will get you shredded. <laughs> yeah. 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 Two cycles of old Jasic. You good to go? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. I like old Jasic, and I'll tell you why. Because he's legitimately a, a welterweight. And for some reason, my man's just like, I'm not cutting weight. I'm going to eat whatever I want. And I'm going to go in there and bang the 205ers. And he does well. He does very well. Does gr- has great hands, good kicks, solid chin. Um, loves to work the body. And you know me, I love a good body puncher. Plus 155 against the Hanyuk here and Dustin Jacoby. I have faded Jacoby. No, no, no. We took him. What what fight did I take yeah, Jacoby we, we've on? Been take, we've been on Jacoby. We've been on Jacoby. And he's made us a lot of money. I'm fading yes. now. I'm on all adjacent. Ridiculous. <laughs> Michelle, by the way, it's not no. Michael. Michelle, it's Michael. He's Polish. You put some respect on his name. I put some respect on it, dude. He's a round one fighter. We, we, dude, literally, he's round one or bust. He has no gas tank, what? no ground game whatsoever. No ground game whatsoever. Not that Dustin what? Jacoby has a ground game, but Dustin Jacoby's got a really good kickboxing style. He's good at dictating pace as well as dictating space, dude. B Rabbit, right there. Yeah, I'm going Dustin Jacoby. I'm taking a money line. This is a pretty solid play for me right now. Dude, we've been on Jacoby. Why would you fade him? Ride the momentum. I love it. All right, I'll take Jacoby. 
Hey. I'll give you. I'll give you one. I'll give you I'll give one. You one. I'll give, I'll you, give one. you one. Now, if old Jason comes out there and sleeps him in the first round, I'm. We're the show's canceled. We're done. That's fair. All right. It's fair. I'll dial it. I'll dial it. I'm willing to dial it. Dustin Jacoby. <laughs> oh my gosh. Devonte Smith at eleven and three, taking on Ladovic Klein at seventeen and four. Honestly, real quick, the only reason why I'm I'm really quick to move past Ola Jacek is because Jan Blahovich just lost, and I don't mm. believe that. I don't believe that. You know. Um, the Polish power. The, yeah, well, I believe in Polish power, but I just think there's a momentum tied to certain things, and there's a lot going on. Um, so, yeah, I, okay. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll 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 ride with you on Dustin Jacoby here. Okay. So, cool. All right. Um, Devontae Smith at eleven three taking on Ladovic Klein at seventeen and four. Devontae Smith at a completely unwarranted minus one seventy five. <laughs> Ladovic Klein <laughs> plus one forty five over around one and a half. I'm on Ladovic Klein here. You can't talk me off of this one. You're go ahead. I'm gonna use my L word here. Okay. Lock. I'm gonna wow. say lock because you're gonna lock Devontae Smith. No, I'm gonna lock inside the distance on this one. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Devontae I love Smith. inside yeah. the distance on this dude. Klein can put people out like he did to Shane Young, that head kick that put him to the fucking ether. Mm-hmm. And then he gets subbed by Nate Landwehr. Nate Landwehr is not a jiu-jitsu fucking expert, but this shows that Ludovic Klein is someone that will die on his shield. Devontae Smith is a guy who's going to come in super strong, super nasty. He'll be, do a bit of do or die himself, He's and he's not defensively sound. So this is going to be all-team violence right here inside the distance. Probably uber chalky, but that is a lock. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Klein was one of the bigger plays that we had in 2020 with the win over Shane Young. Um, we were excited on that. Obviously lost to Trezano, and people loved Trezano. Uh, Landweir, the Anaconda choke was wild. I was, I don't Nuts. think we anticipated that. Uh, Devonte Smith, though, um, one of those guys that came out, um, had quite a bit of promise, right? Win over Juicy J, Julian Arosa, then went over Dong Young Ma, lost to Kama Worthy, wins dust over Justin James with that weird, like, eye that got all popped out and crazy. But the, the telling thing for me was the Jamie Malarkey fight. Right. And what the Jamie Malarkey showed me fight is he doesn't have any dog in him that Devontae Smith doesn't have that grit. He doesn't have that bite down on the mouthpiece and figure it out when it's not going well. He's got the quit muscle in him. And if Ladovic Klein can put it on him, he can get him out of there. Devontae Smith doesn't have that. So if he if he can literally make this fight ugly and make Devontae work for it, the longer he makes him work for it. Yes, he has one punch and one kick knockout power. Sure. That's all well and good. But I think if you're Ladovic Klein, it's a rinse and repeat here. You let, you make Devontae Smith work because he doesn't control his energy. Well, you frustrate him, you kick his legs. And then whenever he starts to just get a little bit of frustration in him, you start pouring it on him and he will quit. He will quit. Ladovic Klein plus money is a win for me. I love it. I love it. Plus his name sounds like an underwear. It's cool. Yeah. Ladovic Klein. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I just, I really like that spot. We wanted Jessica I versus man of here, but Jessica, I, um, suffered a mysterious injury, which I don't blame her. If I was going to fight man and I would suffer an injury as well, <laughs> but we do have Tim Elliott, uh, at 18, 12 and one taking on Tagir Lenbakov. Lenbakov yeah. is at a minus two thirty five. Tim Elliott, a plus one ninety five as the underdog here over and arounds at two and a half. Tons of experience for Tim Elliott's fought the best in the world. Yada, 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 James Krause, blah, blah, blah. Gina Mazzani. What, what do you have here? Glory MMA. Yeah. Those are your people. Momentum, man. Momentum. We have no momentum. 
What do you mean they're not on momentum? They have no momentum. James they're probably Krause one of the hottest bum. camps out there right now. He's a bum. James Krause is a bum? He's a bum. He's a bum. He's a bum. He's a bum. Well, I, want all the, I, want all the, I want all the James Krause smoke, by the way. Bum. You do? Yeah, for Tell sure. me why Tim Elliott's going to lose then. Tim Elliott's going to lose because he's awkward um, and he doesn't do enough well to get a guy like Tajir Limbakov out of there. Um, submissions are okay. Wrestling is okay. He's got the cardio to match Tajir. I really think that if if Tim Elliott's going to win this fight, it's cardio-based. Um, yeah. He's got to find a way to to wear Lembakov out, whether that's failed takedowns, clinches against the cage, um, long extended grappling exchanges where he can gas him out. That's how Tim Elliott has to win this fight. It has to be a war of attrition. Uh, who wants it more? Who's got the bigger lungs? You got to harness that Colby Covington second lung, if you will, <laughs> if you're going to beat Tajir and Lembakov. That's Tim Elliott's path to victory. He's literally yeah. just outworking him. I just don't know if he can do it. Don't see him having the volume. I don't see him being the superior grappler either. I, I think this is this year's fight wherever he wants it. That was beautiful. Thanks, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, to the next one. You want to just go to the next one? All right. <laughs> yeah, dude. Was, I can't say anything else. I'll just repeat uh, what you said. All right. Umar Nurmagomedov taking on Brian Kelleher. Kelleher at 24 and 12, taking on Nurmagomedov, who is 13 and 0. Is Khabib's cousin, is he not? This is why this is why I wanted to move because I know we're gonna sit here for a second because you, sir, are dumb dumb. I'm not a dumb dumb. I'm not a dumb dumb. You're a dumb dumb here. Why am I a dumb dumb here? Now, here's the thing. You've got Brian Kelleher at plus 470, taking on Umar Nurmagomedov at minus 670, over and rounds at two and a half. You cannot tell me that a guy, a, a grown man at featherweight, mind you, with mm-hmm. knockout power in his right hand and slick submissions is not worth a sprinkle at plus 470. You, can't, you cannot justifiably make that argument against me. Yes, I can. No, you cannot. Yeah. You yes, can't. Can. You there's nothing you can do here with Nurmagomedov. There's nothing you can do. There's not a prop that you can play. There's not. There's not a money line that you can add him to. There's not a parlay that's worth saturating him down for. If Brian Kelleher goes out there and hits him, he's going to sleep. It's not going to happen. I don't. I just it's worth a shot. It is worth a shot. Especially on a fight that has or on a card with so little women's fights. Why would you not play a giant underdog here? You call him Kelleher a woman? I said without a lot of women fights, why wouldn't you play a big underdog? You're not going to – dude, we don't see minus 670 plus 400, 470 lines unless it's women fighting. And you got Manon Firo taking on Jessica I. Who, what was Manon, like a minus 800? This dude, is this, this is a Shevchenko line. No. And Umar Nurmagomedov is not Shevchenko. Come on, bro. Don't don't do that. Don't don't act like Kelleher doesn't have a chance of winning this fight. He does. He doesn't. All, he doesn't have a chance. Five to one on your money. You're obs- that's obscene. You might as well just go take said. go take fifty bucks and throw it in a trash can. Then there's no point, bro. Your sprinkles are fifty dollars. Yeah, I'm kind of looking well, at big life. I was gonna say, I was gonna say you're drinking fifteen dollar zoo margaritas. I guess so. If you go to the zoo as often as I, it kind of pays yourself back. There's an ROI component to it, if you know business terms. <laughs> I'm talking about ROI. We literally <laughs> text about the market all day talking about ROI. Yeah. Go ahead. Dude, Kelleher is not going to win this fight. And there's, dude, Umar Nugamanov. I can never say his last name. Whatever. Pretend it's a steroid. Go. <laughs> I can't do it, dude. I can't. That's a stupid last name. Um, 
relatively unknown outside of his last name, but we all know what the blueprint is for him. Brian Kelleher, sure, slick submissions, good power in his right hand. What does he what does he struggle with? He struggles with people that are stronger than him, that have a better wrestling base, a la the Cody Stadium Stamens, a la the freaking Ricky Simones. If you can outmuscle and are stronger than Brian Keller and have a wrestling base, Brian Keller can do nothing, dude. He just just he just lays there. He's just done. So yeah, could Brian Kelleher do like a freaking Jorge Masvidal just sprint in and throw a right hand or something? Sure. You know, but I'm not throwing money down on it because it's not going to happen. There's a blueprint. It's a last name that makes a lot of sense. They're going to go in. They're going to lay, pray. You're not going to get any value. Just don't play. Don't play. Well, I don't, don't on what planet Earth. Did you are you somehow a responsible gambler now where you're telling me not to put a sprinkle on a plus 470, especially when he's going up against a guy whose only win in the UFC is against Sergey Morozov? That's it. He's got one fight in the promotion, and it's against a guy that's lost two straight. Why on earth wouldn't I sprinkle this here? He's got the he's faced the better competition. He's a seasoned veteran. He's got in a more- fantasy world, dude. Grow, grow up, Peter Pan, Winnie the Pooh. Dude, there's times where you just got to say no. And I this know. is a no. This is not a no for me. This is a sprinkle. Insanity. This is Insanity. a sprinkle. Plus 470 is ludicrous. Why would you play that? Because it's a waste of money. Unbelievable. You know it's a waste of money? Betting on Colby Covington and adding him to all your parlays. That's a waste of money. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't with you right now. Maria Agapova at 10 and 2 taking on Marina Morose at 10 and 3. Oh, buddy. The pop is going to be something. The Iron Lady. Uh, plus 160 taking on Maria Agapova to minus 200 here. Over on her on is two and a half. I will not bet, play women's science here. I, I, I have to go Agapova. Got to go Agapova. I was going to say, dude, if you want plus money, this is your spot. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Agapova, dude, she's a psychopath. Yeah, that's why she's going to win. No, but she's like, even someone texted today, like, she's like, she's a drunk. <clears throat> she like, doesn't know where she like sleeps in the gym. She's a perfect. Uh, I don't know. She's a what? pioneer of a multitude of different gyms, dude. This is, there is no confidence in Agapova at all. Okay. Make your what argument you here. About? Or is that, is, is that your argument? <laughs> no, <clears throat> both these girls are a lot of volume. I don't think they're going to put each other out. I think that Agapova <sighs> is someone who, who's going to get off first. She's going to have more power in those fists, but but she doesn't have the best cardio tank. Moreau's, on the other hand, she's got a super long reach. So regardless of Agapova being first, it's going to be tough for her to close that distance. It's going to be tiresome to close that distance. Also, dude, Moreau's, I'm pretty sure she's from Ukraine, so she's fighting for something more than so just I said, a paycheck. I said the pop's going to be big. I said the pop was going to be big. What does that mean? The, the crowd, the pop from the crowd will be big when she comes out. Yeah, dude. So motivation, women's science, which by the way, I don't even have to explain that. It's been smacking all over the place. It's true. Moreau's plus 160. Agapova is a freaking just not a good human being. That's a weird thing to say because you don't know that to be true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my thing my thing with, with Moreau's is inactivity, buddy. Um, right. Like That's fair. We fought once in 2017, 18, 19, 20. Hasn't fought since March of 2020. We're coming up on two years. Um, has had four canceled bouts in the interim, but now she's got a bad blood matchup here against Maria Agapova. Agapova, to your to your um, 
to your point about the cardio, uh, she did lose to Shauna Dobson, right? One of the biggest upsets of the year betting wise in 2020, but she came back nearly a year later, fought Sabina Mazzo, calm, cool, complected, measured, got the finish in the second round. She looked fantastic. She looked really great in that fight. Now these women know each other. They train together. They have bad blood with one another. There was all kinds of, if this, then yeah. that sleep, sleep with who pull a knife out at the gym, drinking at the, you know, in between rounds sparring. Damn. There is all that. There, there's all this wonderful uh, Eastern block European caucus mountain drama. And I'm here for all of it. Love it. Um, I just love the aggression factor that Agapova has that I don't see out of Moreau's Marina has a lot of volume, like you said, spot on there. And she's faced very good competition. If you look at who she had her bouts uh, scheduled with that ended up being canceled, it's literally a who's who of the division, right? Um, Montana De La Rosa, Talia Santos, Manon, and Luana Carolina, all so, quality, all quality, except Luana Carolina. That's not a who's who. I got to take that true. one. I got to take that one back. I'll run I'll it back. Walk. I'll run that one back. Um, outside of that, I mean, she's been booked to face great competition. And my thing here is inactivity, right? That's the only right. re- reason that's giving me pause in this fight is I think Agapova will be physically stronger and she's been more active. Outside of that, I think both these women skill set wise are pro- probably pretty equal. I think Agapova, s- small advantage on the ground. Um I wouldn't, I'm not mad at you for taking women's science here and I don't want to dispute the Thank science. You. Thank you. But I'm, 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 I'm really kind of leaning that I think Agapova is going to win this one. Science is not exact. There is trial and error in the science. And I think this is going to be more error than trial. When I look at the landscape, look at the horizon, the remainder of the card, I think that there's only one plausible thing we can do here, Dale. You want to make it the people's main event? I think we got to make it the people's main event. Honestly, I'm willing to make Umar Nurmagomedov and Brian Kelleher the people's main event. To be honest that's, with you, no, I, that's too easy. It's I want something that I can actually like root for that might be a little bit of a back and forth, not just a smother fest. I won't do that to you. It's uh, no fun for me. Uh, I send it back. We could make Masvidal versus Covington the main event as well. That's everyone's people's main event, dude. So, <laughs> all right, let me let's let's talk about what are we going to do on Saturday then? What do you mean? how are we going to, are we not going to have that fight on our slip? No, I'll just put an asterisk and I'll play Dale's play, Trey's play. Okay. It'll be a pretty, pretty. And then it won't be, it won't be added to the overall record for the year. That will be correct. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Unless it hits. On either side. (laughs) All right. So people's main event. Yep. What's, I don't know which one, which one is our, no, no. There we go. There we go. That <laughs> was sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, we don't have any left, do we? No, three more. Three more, man. Uh, Nikolai Negamarianu taking on Kennedy and Jekwe. Jekwe at nine and two. Negamarianu at 11 and one. He is the underdog here, Trey. Coming in at the plus money at the plus 110. Taking on Kennedy and Jekwe at the minus 140. Over on the rounds at one and a half. One of my more confident plays of the night is Nikolai Negamarianu here over Kennedy and Jekwe. Let, let me let me get this for the listeners real quick so they have a basis. This I found this so interesting. So Kennedy, dude, his coach and his management did him dirty. This guy has not really been able to cut his teeth or like get a foundation of what mixed martial arts is, let alone in like the pro career. This dude goes in, he has one amateur fight. Then he goes on the pro circuit for two fights via XKO. Then he goes to Dana White Contender Series. He wins a split, but he doesn't get the he doesn't get the contract. So he gets kicked back to XKO, 
fights there for like one or one fight fights in LFA for like one fight, then goes back on the Dana White contender series in 2018 wins that gets injected into the UFC. When you think about that and you look at, you know, when you look at any other fighter on the UFC roster, there's freaking hundreds of fights, dude, especially amateurs, freaking playpen fights, playing in the sandbox. They'll put some records there. Dude, Kennedy has not fought anyone. This is a guy that like literally was injected in the UFC and they're like, well, let's just see what he's going to do. Let's see his evolution at a more expedited rate. This is a quick turnaround for him because Da, da Young Young fucking put him into like the Saturn planet, dude. Just like fucking murdered him. This is a yeah. quick turnaround of four months. So his brain is still a little bit rattled. Interesting. Nick, on the other hand, throws. He's very Greg Hardy ass. No technique. Just throws like this, dude. Just like a swimming motion. Just, just garbage. But He's do or die and very strong. I think Kennedy, even though he's only been around for a short period of time and hasn't had like the extensive amateur career or pro career, he's way more technically sound. He has way more paths to victory. I think Nick is just like a fucking throw. If you're going to play Nick, you can juice that thing up at plus 110 on a KO prop, but that's it. Kennedy's going to win this fight. This isn't the fight that you did film study for, is it? Yeah, it is. This is the one? This is the one I did. A, I, did a, I watched some fights. Okay. Did some reading. What's you know, that, that whole narrative about how that happened, dude. How about, how about whole, uh, Kennedy comes into the UFC. The first person they feed him to is Paul Craig. Right. You know, I don't know. Number six light heavyweight on the planet. I don't know. Or number eight rather. Yeah. They fed him to him. Has he no fought Dark. Doesn't matter. He, Paul Craig choked him out. Then he fought Darko Stosic. Darko Stosic goes to KSW. He's getting ready to fight for a title over there. Then he fights Carlos Olberg. Uh, Olberg and Jekway was one of the fights of the year. Then they give him Danilo Marquez. Marquez uh, just recently cut from the roster. Yep. But, you know, good ground game and good good standing. And then Daong Young, as you said, knocked him out. I don't think that – I mean, I don't understand your point here. You're saying he's not fought anybody. I think he's fought a very even-keeled – Level of competition two people here. on the UFC roster. One's in another promotion. You could say he has a championship bout, but quality of competition. Eh. And the other one was cut. And then Paul Craig, um, that's unfair. That's a, that's a striker versus grappler, like confliction in styles. Anyway, it's like, go put him in a jiu-jitsu tournament then. That doesn't matter. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. So then he's taking on Neg Mariano. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Uh, win who uh, beat Alexa Kamer. I mean, and then beat Ike Villanueva. I'm the only. Oh yeah, sick. Well, as you know, Alexa Kamer was all, uh, was tapped for a while um, as the as the you know the Padawan learner, the Jedi apprentice of Stepe Miocic. Um, obviously, that did not go his way. Uh, you know, he won a split decision over Alexa Kamer there, but he knocked out Ike Villanueva with with relative ease. The only fight that has really been the hiccups is his promotional debut, where he got not, um, where he got beat by Saberbeg Safarov, um, which Caucus Mountain Warrior. So I'm not mad about that. He's taken on Kennedy and Jekway. Uh, if if you're looking at Injekwe's, uh style here, does he strike you as a person that that knows how to stay away from a firefight? Well, he strikes from distance because he's got a five. That's all I'm asking you. Does he seem like the person that is willing to shy away from a firefight? No. And you said Negamarianu is going to do what? He's going to come in there and try to bang with him. Right. 
And Injekwe just got knocked out four months ago? Yes. Gotcha. So the guy that's coming off the recent knockout loss that isn't afraid to stand and stand and bang is going to fight a brawler. Yeah. And you believe he's going to win? Yes. Perfect. I love it. Do you want to just pay me directly or do you want to <laughs> throw your money to the bookie? And he's, he's, the way he said it, it just... It's logical. There's a reason behind it. You know, I don't know. It's weird, right? It's Maria Rodriguez expect. at 15 and 1, taking on John Yon Yan, I believe. Uh I always I always feel a little a little uh I'm not good with Chinese names. We'll go with that. Rodriguez and Yan. Oh my gosh, dude, my throat hurts so bad. I'm having a hard time. I'm dying here. Yan at a plus two hundred, Rodriguez at a minus two fifty five over and rounds at two and a half. A lot of people are on Yan here. I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, there's a lot of people um, that are on Yan. And if I'm looking at women's science, this is a good play. This, <laughs> this is the this is the women's science fight to take. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I will say this. This this is a fight that mads me super mad because this should be on the pay-per-view. Greg Hardy and Speedbox should be off. Because this is a number one contender fight. This is a number one contender fight. That should be on the pay-per-view. This should not be buried in the prelims. This is a great fight. It's a fantastic fight. It's great matchmaking. Jan's going to win this. Dude, I always thought Marina Rodriguez was uh, Mexican. Mm. Mm-hmm. She's not, yeah. though. Yeah. It's Rodriguez. Yeah, she's Brazilian. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but she fights like a Mexican, which I love. Wow, what's that mean? She fights for your money. Oh, fair enough. Yes, very Mexican. Go for it. <laughs> Dude, the UFC does her dirty. Speaking of like, you know, poor matchups, they're always no. giving her conflicting. No, they're always giving her conflicting no. style matches. Yes, they are. Dude. No, they not. They just fed her Michelle Waterson, who will not do that was anything. The first one. That was the first one they then, gave that was then a you stand can't say always. If you can't say always, then no, I can because outside of that, first off, she fought the GOAT. Carla Esparza and lost, which makes sense because the chain wrestling. But then look, she fought Amanda Hebos, who was like supposed to come in and be like the jiu-jitsu expert with a slight bit of like striking, beats the crap out of her, then fights freaking the queen of IBJJF in freaking um Mackenzie uh, Dern. Mackenzie Dern, another mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu. They're just trying to give her wrestler, jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu. Then they finally give her the karate hottie. And she freaking does her thing with that. Yawn. Yeah. The only reason I would want to take Yawn, I'm going to take Marina Rodriguez because I think she's first team all violence as it relates to standing. But the only reason that I'm freaking out about this fight is because Yawn was smart. She's like, yeah, I want to be that confliction style. I want to do something that's not standing. I want to wrestle. I want to bring it to the ground. What is the best camp to go do that? What's the best wrestling camp in the entire world, Dale? Mm. you know okay no fuck you no it's not what what is the best wrestling camp in the united states of america aka no it is not you stop it dude it's team alpha male dude she did her camp at team oh alpha my male. gosh no With it's not goat, Uriah alpha's not even like in the top five anymore you've got you've got aka you've got fight ready uh, come on, bro. Maybe top three. They might be out of the top three. The only thing is 
that I like about Jan is she's fought a fantastic quality of competition. She also lost to the GOAT in Carlos Esparza, but mm-hmm. she's fought, you know, the vets of Claudia Cadalia, Angela Hills. Like she's mm-hmm. seen some shit. I'm going to take Rodriguez because I love her standing and Jan's going to come in smaller. Rodriguez is going to have the length, the reach, the height. So this is going to be a standing affair. I think minus 255 is a little rich. Hopefully that comes down. There's going to be some more money that comes in on Jan. Going Rodriguez. I think the output of Rodriguez could be an issue for Jan. Inside leg kicks and output could be a problem. Outside of that, I like her in the spot. Plus 200, it's worth a, spot, worth a shot. Retirement plan, Jan killer her parlay. 15 units, let's go. Disgusting. As, as suggested by Matt T in the chat. Thank you, Matt. Disgusting. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Uh, he says, you want wrestlers coming to Minnesota or Iowa. I agree. I agree. Corn fed. Corn fed. All right. How many fights we got left, man? Just one, right? Jalen Turner taking on Jamie Malarkey. Jalen Turner, 11-5. Jamie Malarkey at 14-4. and Um, I know some people are going to be on Malarkey here at a plus 130. I'm not that guy. Jalen Turner, minus 160. I won't use the L word, but this is my favorite play of the night. Outside of RDA. If you're looking at a foundation to build parlays off of, Jalen Turner... And RDA or that for me, like you can build off any. Uh, That's uh, fair. I'll give you any of my other money line plays in succession of this. Jalen Turner, RDA are the are the bedrock in which my parlays will be built. That's fair. I, I love him in this fight. I think he's. I think. I think the fight is his wherever he wants it. Submissions are better. Uh, the stand ups crisper. Malarkey may have a power advantage. May have a power advantage may have a grit and determination advantage, not afraid to get bloody as one Jamie Malarkey. Best eyebrows in the UFC, probably. True. Gr- great eyebrows. Great eyebrow yeah. game on Malarkey. Um, Fair. Just, just very thick, very threaded. Just yeah. great, great brows on on Malarkey. Uh, <laughs> over under on rounds one and a half. I like the inside. The distance is very possible here, but I love Jalen Turner in the spot. Minus 160 almost seems too good to be true. Might be a trap, but I love him. I'm putting him in all my parlays, man. Yeah, the only thing that makes me nervous with Turner is the wrestling component of it. I know he's got great submissions and he's good when he's on the ground, but if someone can muscle him up against the cage, like you said, Jamie might come in a little bit stronger. That makes me nervous. Coming from Volkanovski's camp, they put a huge emphasis on the wrestling piece of it. Mm. Jalen Turner struggled with Matt Frivola in the wrestling department. So that makes me a little bit nervous. But I think everything else you said is totally sound. I think his striking's better, his submissions are better. I think he's the more like path to victory type fighter. Minus 160 is a good price, too. I love it. Yeah, I think it's super fair, and I think you can get a lot of discount. I mean, that's that seems like a discount. on. I think the line should be wider. Um, now, if it starts moving and we start seeing minus two something, uh, I don't know. But as of right now, parlay multiplier, baby, for sure. Jalen Turner, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. As always, golly, man, my freaking tooth hurts. Um, <laughs> Dude. I'm struggling, bro. I'm struggling. No. That's why you yeah. gotta have a margarita, dude. I do. Yeah, I should have a margarita. This tea thing going on. All right. As always, picks are subject to change. Between now and Saturday, we'll release our official slip come Saturday afternoon prior to the fights. Be available on Instagram and Twitter. If you don't follow us there, please do at Punchlist MMA. If you want to email us, you can do so. Chat at Punchlist MMA. I don't know why you would, but if you wanted to, you can. Um, <laughs> if you wanted to follow along with our units, because um Somebody had uh, one of the big feedbacks that we had going at the end of last year was people wanted to track our units and all that stuff. 
Um, and it's, I, I just recently set it up for the last two events. And I think the website is betmma.tips, T-I-P-S, I believe is what it's called. Um, there's quite a few people on there. The, the, the who's who of MMA capping is on there. And we started putting our plays on there as well as unit assignments. Now, that being said, um, I'm just, we're just doing it basically for third party tracking for the record's sake. Um, you know, bet at your own. I love that though. I love it. It's transparency 101. Yeah. Yeah. All these sure. other accounts out there. Oh, dude, we did like 95% and picks and bullshit. Like, dude, if we post a losing record, I'm proud of that losing record. You know what I mean? I'm proud, but I'm not proud. Well, I will say this. I keep saying that too. Um, there are a lot of accounts out there that have gone the transparency route. Um, there's quite a few that are really doing it, doing it up. The the scam, the scam decappers are are becoming fewer and farther between. I believe people are starting to see through the bullshit. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's quite a few out there that appear, uh, even though they hide behind a paywall. Um, yeah, there, there's there's some good ones out there. Anyway. So you can follow us on there if you want. I don't know how you'd find us to follow us, but we're on there. We, I get we get emails saying we have new followers on there. I don't know enough about it to be honest with you. But betmma.tips, we're there. Um, hold on a second. Mark says Dale, no. What I do now, buddy? Type it out for me real quick. Um, so yeah, we can we can go from there. Um, and yeah, do you want to run through money line plays real quick just to see real where quick. we're at? Okay, run cool. Through. And then we'll run through it and then I'll answer whatever Mark's question was in the chat when it pops up. All right. Dustin Jacoby, Michael Oljasic. Jacoby. I'll take Jacoby as well. Ladovic Klein, Devontae Smith. Ladovic Klein. I'm on Klein as well. Alenbakov, Tim Elliott. Alenbakov. I'm on Alenbakov as well. Kelleher, Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. I'm on Keller. <laughs> Agapova, Marina Morez. Morose. I'm on Agapova here. And Jekway, Negamariano. And Jekway. I'm on Negamariano. Shayun Yan and Marina Rodriguez. Rodriguez. And I'm on Yan. Here, Yan. We're all over the place here. Jimmy Malarkey, Jalen Turner. Turner. I'm on Turner as well. Sergey Spivak, Greg Hardy. Spivak. I, I, my heart says Spivak. Common sense says Greg Hardy here. Uh, Holland, Alex Oliveira. Holland. I'm on Holland as well. Barboza, Bryce Mitchell. Barboza. I'm on Barboza as well. RDA, Moicano. RDA. And then Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal. USA, dude. Colby. Yeah. Because yeah. Masvidal is apparently also from the United States. He's also from the United States, yeah. Damn it. 100%. So Damn. That's okay. You did well. All right, guys. If you haven't already done so, leave the video a thumbs up. Uh, and if you feel about... If you feel a certain way about supporting the show, the best way to do it is, is visit the show sponsors, allegianceclothing.com or stayclassymeats.com. Go from there. We'll talk to – I will be – I'll be out of pocket this weekend on the live. Um, got some stuff going on. Uh, those of you who were aware previously, I uh, did some commentary work for a promotion here in, in uh, Charleston, Conflict MMA. They're having their 50th show this weekend. And – a fantastic organization. They're doing number 55-0 this Saturday. It'll be available on pay-per-view. Uh, earlier start time, so if you want to dual screen it, you can absolutely do that. Um, but a lot of UFC talent has come through there. Alon Cruz, Jimmy Pickett, the Scoggins, all those guys have come through there. Um, Conflict MMA is pretty big here in the Southeast. Uh, and like I said, it's their 50th show. So feel free to check that out. We'll post a link for the pay-per-view uh, 
if you want to tune in this weekend, uh, you can do so. We'll post that link for you. I don't have a promo code for it. I can talk to Jared. Maybe we can get one. Maybe not. If it, I think it's 20 bucks. So uh, if you're going to buy the UFC one, just get, get a double dose of violence. So anyway, check it out. Conflict 50 this Saturday and then UFC 272 as well. So if you're interacting on Instagram this weekend, it'll be with Trey, not myself, but I'll catch up on everything uh, come Sunday. So we'll, we'll see everybody then. Uh, and until then, be good to each other, and we'll see you later. Ah, bang, bang, dude. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.